0: Better get ready. The coffee's poured and the on-air sign's flashing.
1: Broadcasting live and
0: local, this is Lee Faulkner on 864 Triple M. G'day, I'm Lee Faulkner and welcome to the podcast. Uh, This is an opportunity for you to be able to kick back and enjoy a little bit of the show that uh, maybe you missed out on, maybe you want to hear again. Uh, It's an opportunity to catch up. Here on our podcast version. On the way, my full unedited chat with very funny man, Nat's What I Reckon. If you enjoyed following along with his uh, recipes online during the pandemic, uh, you'll love his uh, live show and he's uh, bringing it to the Garden City. Uh, I had a chat with uh, Nat during the week. Uh, as well as that, I uh, caught up uh, with a couple of our local representatives. So one from the Toowoomba Chamber of Commerce, Todd Rule, talking about the continuation of the housing crisis. And we need to bounce back from that and some of the ideas that are being put forward. And with the Olympic Games a decade away, look, it seems like it's a long way off, but we have to make sure that we are getting the absolute best for our part of the world when it comes to the opportunities that are available. And that's exactly what I spoke to Ali Davenport, the CEO of TISB, about earlier this week.
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, we have to, as a region, make sure we maximise those opportunities yeah. because it's not going to be handed to us, that's for sure. But there are big opportunities. And the um, we actually partnered with the Tumba Regional Council. We're still in partnership with them. And we're looking at maximising those opportunities for our region. But we wrote a report and we released it last week, which showed where we should head, so which areas we should focus on. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, when you're thinking Olympics, everyone thinks, well, sport. And, of course, sport is something that we desperately want. Yes. And we have been given the provisional rights to um, to host a couple of football matches, some of the early football matches. Yep. Um But what we need to do is, so that's our number one focus is to make sure that we keep those rights because we're actually going to need to do a few things regionally to make sure that we can do that. So one of them, obviously new infrastructure, so the the sporting grounds need to be Olympic standard. We need public transport. But um, one of our main impediments at this point is we don't have enough hotel accommodation. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, no one's going to build a hotel just for 10 days of the Olympics. So what we need is we need regular events that are going to drive people to our region and uh, and that will help with uh, investment for hotel accommodation. So we're thinking things like if we had that equestrian centre of excellence that the mayor has been talking about yeah, – yeah. um, or the motorsports facility, the one at Wellcamp. Now Which that
0: would be massive, and that would provide a lot of that uh, accommodation.
2: Yes, it yeah. would. But it would also mean so many people are coming to our region yep. that someone would have to. That there would make economic sense to build accommodation here. So that's why we're big supporters of that motorsport facility. Not just because of what it can do, you know, for our uh, tourism on a on a weekly, monthly, whatever basis. But also, it could enable us to host more Olympic events. So that's a really big thing that we need to, to work on. Um, but there's other, there's other opportunities as well. So I've already mentioned equestrian, but also there's lead-up training that we can do in our region. Yes. Because obviously, the teams don't want to all train together. You know, They don't want to give away all their secrets. So things like we could do equestrian, we could do hockey, um, cycling, so BMX, track, mountain biking, um, and of course, there's shooting and archery as well. Yes. So there's there's some big opportunities. But don't forget, there's not. It's not just sport for our region. So. 12 million meals will need to be prepared for those just a three week period. Yes. Um, 19 tonnes of eggs, 100 tonnes of meat, 25,000 loaves of bread. Like, how crazy is that?
0: That is absolutely incredible. <laughs> and that provides um, some primary producers, yeah. uh, uh, you know, some real incentive there.
2: Absolutely. And then, you know, tourism there's 2.6 million people going to be visiting. Brisbane, you know, the southeast Queensland. They want to get a true Australian experience. So, you know, what's better than coming to our region? So we've got to get ready for tourist numbers to in- increase as well. Absolutely. Yeah, and then there's renewable energy. So the Games have to be carbon positive. So that means every bit of energy that's used for the Games needs to be from renewables. And we've got where our region is a renewable energy zone, so we could potentially provide all of the renewable energy for the Games. And then there's volunteering. So there's 70,000 volunteers that are needed for the Games. So our region is actually really strong in volunteerism. We've got more volunteers per head of population than most parts of Australia. So we could play a really important part there.
0: Yeah. Well, it is great to know that there is not only so many wonderful opportunities, but there are groups like yourself uh, at TSPE working behind the scenes to make sure we maximise those opportunities over the next decade leading up to the 2032 Brisbane Olympics. And uh, just it. looking forward to seeing how it all unfolds in our part of the world. Uh, Ali too. Davenport, CEO of Tisby, thank you for your time this morning.
2: Thank you. And if anybody wants to join our task force to help us achieve our dreams, then please go onto the TSB website and you can find more details because we do want members of the community and people that are going to help us drive this
0: forward. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious and it was the fairy tale finish that many fans had hoped for as they tuned into the final of one of the most wacky and spectacular competitions in the world, Eurovision. The winner of the Eurovision Song Contest 2022 is Ukraine! Yes, the European Song Contest has been going since 1956 and has seen performances from the likes of ABBA, Cirque du Soleil, Celine Dion and even Madonna and features such great European nations as Israel, Morocco and since 2015, Australia. Anyway, following on from Guy Sebastian, Dami Im and Kate Miller-Heideke, the call was put out for an Aussie icon to be the next to rep the land down under. So maybe this guy. Best, or this. Physical, physical. Nor even this.
1: It's a long way to the top.
0: But no, it was this. Fruit salad, yummy, yummy. Yes, there are now calls for the Wiggles to represent Australia at next year's Eurovision Song Contest. Well, in most parts of Europe, the skivvy is still very much in, so hey, why not? The idea has gained momentum online after the legendary Childs Music Group took out Triple J's hottest 100 number one spot earlier this year. And soon after the final this week, the internet started exploding with fans rallying behind the idea, with Twitter fans even suggesting Australia would win if we sent the original Wiggles to Eurovision. But no. I mean, given the OG lineup up is getting on a bit and trying to wake up a 68-year-old Jeff is harder than walking out of Bunnings with only the thing you came in for, Setting the original Wiggles to win Eurovision, uh, it's a bit like setting Madonna to teach people how to age gracefully. You cannot be serious! There's certainly plenty of things uh, to talk about around our part of the world. So whether it be wild weather, an upcoming federal election or the dramas facing us as far as housing and uh, across all of that is the CEO of the Toowoomba Chamber of Commerce. Uh, And Todd Rule joins me for breakfast. Good morning, Todd. Uh, hey
1: good morning Lee. good morning
0: listeners now uh, all of those things big issues but probably none bigger still for us here uh, than the fact that we have a major housing crisis something you brought to the fore with that report from the chamber uh, i still don't know though that i've seen too much being talked about despite lots of election promises and lots of things being thrown around that is going to get us out of this housing crisis
1: yeah, no, it's, uh, it's certainly been, um, sadly, from my point of view, a bit of a slow burn um, yes. in this uh, whole critical issue which is affecting or impacting uh, our local community. And as you know, Lee, we we put up a whole range of um, potential solutions, particularly for greenfield um, sites. And we know there's, uh, as agreed with Toowoomba Regional Council, 800 lots are required to keep a regular flow, um, to keep the market competitive and the like. So. The ball now really is in Tilbury Regional Council's um, court and obviously the Chamber on behalf of its members will watch very closely what decisions they make in the coming weeks to see if we can uh, address this in the um, medium to long term because clearly um, it seems for some reason the head appears still to be in the sand.
0: Yeah, very much so and and that's at all levels of government too. I mean this, this is going to need support at all levels.
1: Oh, that is so true. I mean, we um, we have to recognise uh, that the Chamber has also written to the state government. Now, we did this in, uh, I think, September last year. We've asked for a delegation more recently. So we're just waiting to hear back from them about what they can do. And then we know that the federal government or the Australian government are also putting a whole range of housing policies out there because they understand the issue. Yeah. So I think... Uh, if we could get together um, and actually, you know, um, collaborate um, and listen to each other, like a few councillors listened to our solutions the other day, then uh, hopefully we can uh, move forward on this issue.
0: All right. Uh, if it's not uh, COVID affecting our local business community, it's it's the most extraordinary weather we've seen in a very, very long time. Uh, the events at the end of last week once again having a knock-on effect for our businesses.
1: Yeah, I want to just, uh, Lee, I think it's important we acknowledge the devastating impacts uh, of the ongoing weather events across the state and here locally and just remind us that, you know, let's uh, um, ask everyone if they're okay, um, support them by local, um, uh, share a laugh, um, chat with each other and just take care of each other. Um, It's been an amazing impact, uh, not in a positive sense, and, and we hope... And we know we need to support everyone um, through these times. So um, sunshine at the moment, Lee, and let's hope it continues for a while.
0: All right. And something that may push us a little bit further to a result in a couple of things that we've been talking about uh, would be a a genuine challenge here in the seat of Groom and the election coming up. It's probably the, the, the most that we've seen as far as that's concerned.
1: Yeah, it's a, um, a bit of a Melbourne Cup field. It uh, is now, actually. isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Chamber did, uh, have held its own very independent, very independent forum um, in relation to all candidates, and I thanked them and we sent them our acknowledgement for um, um, coming and talking to our members. Um, and it's uh, only a few days away. We know we've seen all the reports in the paper on the news about so many people have voted. Um, and I just hope whatever happens, Toowoomba gets what it deserves, and that is more, more and more. Um, so uh, let's uh, we'll be all watching, I guess, on Saturday night. And we know Garth is the warm favourite in this region, so we're we'll watching to see what the outcome is.
0: All right, uh, the Toowoomba Chamber of Commerce, uh, and Todd Rule and your team. Thank you for what you do, advocating for us here locally, and uh, I appreciate your time as always this morning. Thank you, mate.
1: My absolute pleasure and talk to you soon.
0: It's sixteen to nine coming up. An unusual story, and I'll leave you saying, You can't be seriously. Triple M is the Black Sorrows. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And for those who truly believe in Little Green Man and the possibility of an Independence Day type alien invasion, the truth we've been told is out there. Well, that's about to change. The Pentagon is preparing to open up its UFO archives this week, giving the public a rare opportunity to find out the truth behind one of the greatest mysteries of all time. Politicians will bid to find out if life really is out there at a special hearing into UFO sightings this week. The summit, the first on alien life in more than 50 years, is part of a serious attempt by the West to find out what is behind a catalogue of UFO sightings. Now last year, the US released a report cataloguing over 140 cases of unidentified aerial phenomena since 2004 and on the other side of the world more than 250 aliens are reported to have visited Britain in 2021 with counselling being offered to people who say they've been abducted but hey, who needs the Pentagon when we have Abby Bella who we told you about a little while back now Abby is a US based actress and podcaster who claims to have found her extraterrestrial love interest whilst exploring East London and says that dating an alien has been far more successful than going on Tinder posing with an inflatable replica of a ET lover Abby explained
1: But yeah, we met because I got abducted by aliens about a year ago And I met him on his spaceship He has a little spaceship Like,
0: totally But why can't you show us the real alien?
1: For security reasons You know how it is on Earth You know, Area 51
0: We've all heard the stories I don't want him on a slab somewhere You know, getting experimented on So he doesn't actually show his real face And yes, I know what you're thinking But hey, it's still far more believable than this ever was Trent Barrett will be the coach of the Bulldogs long after I'm gone. You cannot be serious! many of you throughout the pandemic started turning online, having a look at some of the uh, the videos that were being done by artists who weren't able to do their normal things. One of those was a very funny man comedian out of Melbourne who uh, didn't have a, uh, a show to do, so decided to go online and start teaching us how to cook the proper way. He added a bit of colourful language and a bit of a distaste for jar sauces and became a worldwide smash. He's on his way to the Garden City for a very special show this Friday at the Blank Space at the Spotted Cow and uh, it is fantastic to welcome uh, Nats, what I reckon, to uh, our breakfast show. Good morning to you, mate. Good morning. How are you going? Mate, I'm well, but I've got to say, a big fan of your cooking videos. And uh, as, a, as a former cook, I, I think the way that you've presented uh, these segments uh, online have just been absolutely brilliant. It's super funny. It's a little naughty. Uh, but at the end of the day, there are really great recipes to take away. Uh, this, this came about because, as I say, you found yourself, like many artists, unable to do what you normally did.
3: Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, it, certainly the cooking videos came about from, I suppose, some kind of necessity. I was, yep. um, yeah, we originally were on, were on tour. I was doing a stand-up tour and um, I have a YouTube channel and kind of following there, I, uh, you know, less or so at the time. And then the whole COVID thing kind of took over and I started making, uh, I was living in a share house at the time and I started making cooking videos. I was like, well... What else are we going to do, you know? I've, I I spend most of my spare time cooking and doing stuff like that. So I was like, well, let's just – I needed a bit of a scapegoat to have a whinge about. So I was like, well, <laughs> it wasn't hard to see that no one was buying any fresh food at the time. Yes. Everyone had booked it to the frozen food aisle and buying a little jar sauce and toilet paper for some reason. So <laughs> Yeah, I just, uh, just launched, just launched at it. And uh, yeah, it went bananas.
0: So well, when you think about it, mate, those eating jar sauce would probably need extra toilet paper, uh, because <laughs> you and I well know exactly what they bung into those jars. Uh, and I love when you when you're reading the ingredients and you and you you know talking about some of these things, because you know many people we just never really thought about it. It's convenience. It's just much easier. Uh, mm. and, and you got us thinking in a different way.
3: Yeah, well, that's that's kind of the name of the game, right? It's a, just to have a bit of a bit of a laugh about it, a bit of a laugh about how boring Jarzels is. So I'm glad it's translated well.
0: Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. And and you used some colourful language to to keep the yeah. whole thing sort of rolling along. I, you know, did you get any backlash for that in the in the early days?
3: No, look, you're always going to get backlash for being a bit of a rat bag, but that's <laughs> the way it goes. That's just kind of who I am. I mean, I'm trying to. Trying to not be too much of who I am right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, I wonder how I've gotten away with it all these years too. (laughs) A, a, A very trigger finger on the dump button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love a good dump, button. <laughs> oh, mate, I swear like a sailor. So, I, uh, you know, I, as I say, I, I think these are great. And the great thing is, too, it, it was cooking in a way that really brought a lot of younger people, like my kids, uh, into it. So many people here would know that I've, you know, I've done cooking demonstrations, was a cook before I, I did this. And, you know, they were like, yawn, whatever. All of a sudden, they're bringing these to me going, Dad, have a look at this. This is the go. I want to learn how to cook the... I want to learn how to do his spaghetti bolognese and all these fantastic things that you were doing uh, that they previously had no interest in. So, you know, I mean, you, you've brought a whole nother generation uh, into uh, into the kitchen.
3: It's awesome. It's so awesome to hear that. I just yeah, just love it. I love that it. it's, it's pretty funny. Cause there's a lot of parents that are might have otherwise not shown their their kids' video to exactly. that much swearing in it. And now they're uh, yeah, getting kids excited about cooking and stuff. I just think it's unreal. It's just so unreal. It's not, not at all like I never really had a demographic I was trying to pitch to there. You know, I'm just kind of just doing what I do the way I do it. And yep. it's, I'm just so stoked. It's resonating with people that wouldn't have otherwise cooked food. Just, and then, then
0: the reaction, I mean, it, it just blew up. I uh, i mean, you know, you must have been a bit surprised by that, not only the numbers going up on your YouTube channel, but all of a sudden I saw you on the on all the breakfast television shows and all the, the rest of it. Everybody all of a sudden was interested uh, in what you were doing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I, it's one of those things, if you're a creative and you're trying
3: to, You know, you're trying to get an audience. I mean, when things blow up, you've got to be happy about that. I was totally stoked. But, um, yeah, kind of a few head-in-my-hands moments being like, far out, this is going nuts. How do I keep up with it? Yeah, it struck a nerve, I think. It was just there was a lot of spare time in everyone's hands, and I was very lucky to have have free media kind of in my pocket there, (laughs) being able to just spend time creating stuff, making people laugh during a tricky time, it's just seem mm-hmm. to have gone really well.
0: And, you, and you've got a real love for music as well, I mean you're a, you're a muse. Yeah. You, you play guitar, you play the drums, uh, I saw your spot as a guest programmer on, on Rage uh, yeah. which, uh, you know, uh, that must have been a bit of a thrill because when you look at the people that, you know, have done that over the years, uh, probably many that you've listened to and thought, oh, wow, how cool is that?
3: Oh, that, that's real dream
0: come true stuff. I'm um,
3: since I was, I think, three years old or something, my parents busted me rolling down the stairs of the house and turning on Rage. I just... I, I can't even believe that story myself. But, yeah, just to be able to do that, like, Rage is just... That's kind of rock and roll history stuff, particularly in Australia. Yeah. So, so, so cool. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And now you're branching out into wines as well. I've seen you've got a, a, some organic wines...
3: Yeah, we we dipped our toe in that pool. Did a um, yeah, teamed up with a the spill and made some wine. <laughs> made some pretty funny ads for that. Yeah, we've been um, we've been doing lots of stuff. It's just taken me taken me to the weirdest and wildest places this uh, this gig. All
0: right, so now people come along and and see your live show. Uh, what can they expect at the Spotted Cow on Friday night?
3: well <laughs> well look i'd recommend watching some of the uh videos yes, first thing <laughs> probably give you a bit of an idea it's not it's not certainly not the only thing i do is cooking so there's a lot of stand up i mean we do some cooking stuff on stage i do some microwaving i'll dress up as an old bloke and sing songs about maltodextrin it's a pretty weird <laughs> and wild show it's uh yeah it's something for everyone i think is a pretty safe to to say, unless you're not into swearing that's it's probably not for you.
0: <laughs> well, I can certainly tell you one thing, you will have a laugh uh, because if you haven't already seen that, and that's what I reckon, get online and have a look, join the hundreds of thousands, in fact the millions that have viewed these videos right around the world and uh, got a great kick out of them and probably also taught themselves uh, or been taught a few decent recipes and chucked a few of those jar sauces straight in the bin. I- I've loved the concept love what you're doing mate, welcome to the Garden City on Friday and all the very best for the show. The tickets are available through the Spotted Cow at the Blank Space this Friday night. And that's what I reckon, bringing his uh, very funny show to Toowoomba. Mate, thank you for your time this morning and uh, thank you for the much-needed laugh during that time and uh, and thank you for turning my kids on to cooking.
3: Oh, hey, no sweat. and Thank you so much for having me.